On today's episode of Locked On Longhorns, Quinn Ewers has a message for all Longhorn fans. I have a hunch about Arch Manning's recruitment, and we have to talk about all this transfer portal madness. What is going on in college football? You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Longhorns, the show, Jonathan Davis, your host. If you're watching on YouTube and wondering what is going on in the background, I am at the Graduate Hotel in Nashville, Tennessee. It's very quirky, as you can see. I wish you could see the whole room. It's a lot more going on than this, really just in the hotel, period. Google it if you're curious, as you can see by the white woman hanging above the bed uh, as she watched over me as I slept last night. But it's cool. It's different, but it's cool. But why do they put water in hotel rooms and then charge you for it? It's like capitalism at its finest. If you already paid two, three hundred dollars for a hotel room, went to drink the water because I was thirsty as a five dollar sticker on top of it. Capitalism. Either way, here to talk about Quinn Ewers, his message in the Players Tribune. My hunch is just a hunch, but I'm going to share it with you about Arch Manning's recruitment and then also everything that's going on in the transfer portal. It is crazy right now in college football, starting with Quinn Ewers. So he wrote a message in the Players Tribune. To Longhorn fans, nothing crazy, nothing profound, no real nuggets, um, but just some genuine words from from QE1, QB1, um, about his decision to come back to the University of Texas and how it's made him feel. And so I just want to talk Queen Ewers a little bit. And it's cool that we have things like the Players Tribune because in this media-driven world that we're in now so often the media will use players names like Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning and different things like that to generate clicks and generate engagement and so often they control narratives and storylines on these players and it's good that through social media and outlets like the Players Tribune players have a chance to kind of take back their own narrative and I think Quinn Ewers did that a little bit with his piece in the Players Tribune. Once again, nothing profound, nothing crazy, but it's just good to read from Quinn Ewers himself and not read about what other people think about Quinn Ewers. And I just want to dispel a few things that I've heard about Quinn Ewers on this episode of the podcast. And so I've heard people say that he quit on his high school team his senior year to forego high school and go to college. He quit on his high school team his senior year. And maybe you can make the argument that he should have stayed, that, you know, they could have accomplished a state championship his senior year, and he decided to forego that to go to, to college. But I want to ask you, listening to this podcast, if you were 17 or 18 and you were offered a million dollars to leave high school and go to college, are you going to stay and play high school football for free? And you can give me all the rah-rah BS you want. I already know the answer to that. And then we talk about, so many people talk about, well, he went to Ohio State and he couldn't win the starting job. He was supposed to be a senior in high school. He goes up to Ohio State, enrolls in August. The season starts in September. So ask yourself, what shot? 
did Quinn Ewers have to win the starting job arriving on campus a month before the season started with no college experience? Also, let's not forget that the quarterback that won the starting job, who was already on campus, C.J. Stroud, almost won the Heisman this year, has the second best odds to win the Heisman next year. And barring something crazy happening, it's probably a lot to be a top five pick in the NFL draft. We'll say top 10 to be safe. So Quinn Ewers really had no chance to win the starting job, but also the player that won the starting job is pretty damn good. And I did spring practice updates all throughout the spring. Horns 24-7 did them. Inside Texas did them. How often did you hear about what the third string quarterback was doing? In the orange and white game, you saw how much attention they paid to the third string quarterbacks. We talked about Malik Murphy because of his talent level as a four-star true freshman. But he wasn't the third string quarterback for the majority of the spring. Quinn Ewers was third string in Ohio State because he got there a month before the season started. And he was holding a clipboard and he didn't even have a chance to compete for the starting job because those reps go to the first team and the second team. And so we have to remember that these people are human. And once again, I'll just ask you to put yourself in a 17 or 18 year old shoes because people say, well, why would you leave high school early? Why would you go to Ohio State? Why could you not win the job? Why would you come back to the University of Texas? Why would you decommit from here in the first place? Maybe he didn't agree with the direction the team was going with Tom Herman. Judging by everything I hear from the fans now, neither do we. So was he wrong to go to Ohio State, who has a track record of using a pro-style offense and putting pro players in the league? In a time where Ohio State was up and Texas was down? Is that the worst decision to make as a 17 or 18-year-old? So like I said, it's just so easy for the media to kind of put out these narratives and 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 drive these narratives about players. And, and so often as fans, we eat them up. Now, granted, he's at the University of Texas. He's a Texas, so he's going to receive unnecessary hate anyway. We just have to remember that these people are human. And we could criticize whether his decisions have been the best or for the worst. But at the end of the day, he's a human learning all of this in real time. Not only a human, a 17 or 18 year old learning all of this in real time. And as John Garcia from Sports Illustrated came on the show and said, his Ohio State experience is only going to benefit not only Quinn Ewers, but the University of Texas and Texas fans. Maybe Quinn Ewers was feeling himself a little bit. Maybe he did feel like he could just forego his senior year of high school and go up to Ohio State and win the starting job. But that didn't happen. And it was a humbling experience for him. And you could tell in this Players' Tribune piece that this is a player that is humbled and ready to work. In the back of his head, somewhere in that mullet, he may think that he's better than Hudson Carr. He should. He talks about how competitive he is, but he also understands that even though he committed to Texas originally, and even though he's one of the most highly graded prospects of all time, I think he's shown Longhorn fans nothing but an eagerness to work and earn the starting job. We haven't heard anything about him just being expecting to be the starter. 
And so, like John Garcia said, that process at Ohio State will humble him and make him more hungry and more ready to work at the University of Texas. We're getting a better version of Quinn Ewers because of his experience at Ohio State. And all the question marks about what happened at Ohio State and his decision making out of college and high school and all of that, it doesn't matter at this point. As he talked about in his own media availability, the front wheel, the front windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror for a reason. Let's put the Ohio State stuff to rest and worry about why he's at the University of Texas. He talked about the University of Texas being in his blood as a two-year-old watching Vince Young win the national championship as a kid in his University of Texas clothing, kid-sized clothing, how Vince Young endorsed him on Twitter and what that meant to him as a Longhorn fan growing up. Just the fact that he's back home on campus and ready to compete. So like I said, it's good to see that these players can control their own narrative. And we just have to remember that they're human. When we want to criticize these 17, 18 year olds for making decisions with a lot of pressure, life changing decisions, life altering decisions. And we put them on a pedestal. And so then we always say, what would we do if we were in that position? But chances are, if we were Quinn Ewers and we had Quinn Ewers abilities and Quinn Ewers opportunities, we would have done the same thing. Summer is around the corner. And with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventure. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Go to Built.com to get all your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at Built.com. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15. For 15% off at built.com. So I have an arch banding hunch about his recruitment and where he'll end up. This is just a hunch. I would tell you not to take this to your bank, but I understand you're a Longhorn fan, and so you might. I would say don't hold this against me if it's not true, if it doesn't turn out to be true. But because I host this podcast, somebody will come in the comments and say, you said this if it doesn't end up being true. So I'm ready for that. Once again, this is just a hunch. It's nothing fact related. Nothing has been reported. This is what I think is going to happen based off of what we have seen. So. The Athletic. Wrote a story a couple months ago, which I reported on here about Arch Manning wanting an old school recruitment and him not really going through all the bells and whistles that you typically see from all of these kids. Just taking a whole bunch of visits, shining on social media, posted pictures in all the team's jerseys and dropping top tens and top fives and all of that. Right. He's been very secretive about his recruitment and, and nobody really knows as much about the Arch Manning recruitment as they think they do it kind of as i talked about in the last segment with quinn ewers you're gonna see so many arch manning stories with arch manning in the headline because arch manning generates clicks it generates engagement 
So people are just going to put Arch Manning stories out there, even when there isn't an Arch Manning story to tell. Maybe you can make the argument I'm doing the same thing right here. I don't know. <laughs> but we saw that there's a story comes out that, oh, it's down to Alabama and Texas. Then another story comes out that says, oh, it's between Texas and Georgia, really. And Alabama's kind of on the outside looking in. And then out of nowhere, he takes a visit to the University of Virginia, which nobody had reported and nobody had on their radar. So what that tells you is none of this is really coming from Arch Manning. And a lot of it, I'm not saying it, it's not being sourced, but it's being loosely sourced enough to put out a story and enough to get Texas fans, Georgia fans, Alabama fans, Ole Miss fans in disarray. But let me get to the hunch. I don't want to bury the lead. So Jonte Cook, four-star receiver out of DeSoto, widely known for his trophy controversies at this point, going to the University of Texas and Texas A&M and complaining about the lack of trophies in the trophy case, or at least football trophies, Texas A&M trophies, period. But outside of that, he's a very talented receiver out of DeSoto, one of the best receivers in the nation. I think top 50 overall in the nation. And a key target for the University of Texas at the wide receiver position. He released his top five schools, Texas A&M, Texas, Michigan, Florida, and Jackson State. He's not going to Jackson State, but I appreciated him including a HBCU in his top five. I am a HBCU graduate, Texas Southern University in Houston, Texas. He's not going to Michigan. Why would he go to Michigan when the number one receiver at Texas left Michigan and had the success that he had at the University of Texas? Florida's a wild card, but I'm pretty sure he's not going to Florida. But shout out to them for making the top five. So it comes down to Texas A&M and Texas. I think he put a top two in his top five. What does this have to do with Arch Manning? All we've heard, even from Jonte Cook himself, is that there's a good chance that Jonte Cook and Arch Manning will play together on the collegiate level. And I believe, so they have a group chat. Let me backtrack a little bit. They have a group chat. Anthony Hill, linebacker out of Denton, Jonte Cook, receiver out of DeSoto, Arch Manning, quarterback out of New Orleans, and then Ruben Owens, running back out of El Campo. So they've all discussed playing with each other. Obviously, they have to do what's best for themselves. I'm not sure if all four players will end up at the same school. But if two of them were to likely end up at the same school, I think it's Jonte Cook and Arch Manning. I think they have serious interest in wanting to play with each other and kind of being that quarterback wide receiver duo. Jonte Cook himself has said, don't be surprised if we end up at the same school. Jonte Cook himself has said there's an 80% chance that me and Arch Manning might end up playing together. So since we're not getting a lot from Arch Manning, we kind of have to read between the tea leaves, right? If Arch Manning's top three schools are truly Texas, 
Alabama and Georgia. And there's an 80% chance, once again, this is according to Jonte Cook, that Arch Manning and Jonte Cook will play together on the next level. Georgia's not in Jonte Cook's top five. Alabama's not in Jonte Cook's top five. The only school that's connected to Arch Manning that is in Jonte Cook's top five is the University of Texas. Once again, this isn't fact. This is simply a hunch. This isn't sourced. This is just knowing what I know about Jonte Cook and what he said about playing with Arch Manning, knowing the relationship they have, knowing what's been reported about Arch Manning's top three schools, and knowing that two of those top three schools aren't in Jonte Cook's top five, even though they were both involved, Alabama and Georgia, in Jonte Cook's recruitment. So if they're truly that interested in playing with each other on the next level, shouldn't we be able to read something into Arch Manning's recruitment from Jonte Cook's top five? It's purely speculation, but I'm just trying to read between the lines here. My hunch is that Texas is in the lead for Arch Manning because Jonte Cook had Texas in his top five and did not include Georgia in Alabama. And I seriously believe that when John T. Cook is telling us there's an 80% chance they end up playing together on the next level, I really believe that. Which is why my hunch is that Texas is the favorite to land Arch Manning. Because the two other schools that are favored to land Arch Manning in Georgia and Alabama are no longer in the Jonte Cook sweepstakes. Once again, it's just a hunch. Take it to the bank. Don't listen to me at all. Say I'm crazy. All of the above. When he makes his decision, we'll see. And hopefully, we're yelling, hook him. And Arch Manning comes to the University of Texas. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So the last show I did was about O'Shawn Mathis' decision to go to Nebraska and become a corn husker. And we talked about the transfer portal in the NIL. And I, once again, just want to clear up that I'm not salty that he went to Nebraska. I'm not salty that Nebraska paid him X amount of money to go there because that's the game right now. I was not salty when, although Quinn Ewers probably wanted to come back to the University of Texas, it definitely, he didn't come for free. You know, so 
I'm not salty about the game because if it benefits the University of Texas, I'm, I'm glad for it. And at the end of the day, it's benefiting kids and families, regardless of how we decide to look at it. But anyways, we talked about how crazy it was that day. And then it got even crazier in the days following. So since then, we've learned. Well, Jordan Addison news might have already been out, but now he's officially in the transfer portal, heavily linked to USC. But other schools have been mentioned as Texas and Alabama. Most of you know that while Jordan Addison won the Belitnikoff last year as the best receiver in college football, his wide receiver coach was Brendan Marion, who is now the wide receiver coach at the University of Texas. So I expect Texas to get some interest, possibly even a visit. I think he ultimately ends up at USC because I think that's the reason he entered the transfer portal in the first place, because that deal at USC was already in place. But I think with the tampering allegations and it just looking a little weird, I think that he'll make some other visits, make it look like an actual recruitment process. But I think he ends up at the University of South Carolina, California, USC, South California, Southern California. Jeez. So I wouldn't read too much into that. But then we hear that Lincoln Riley, he may have like incidentally joined together Sooner and Longhorn fans over the weekend because we find out that Lincoln Riley tried to influence Xavier Worthy to leave the University of Texas and go to USC based on the NIL deal. And ultimately, Xavier Worthy decided to stay. Now, we can praise Xavier Worthy for his loyalty. And we should. He was loyal. He did decide to stay at the University of Texas. But let's not be naive. The University of Texas had to sweeten the pot for him to stay. And I'm not saying he wouldn't have stayed anyway. But if USC is offering him this, that's just pure leverage to say, hey, I want to stay here. But I would also like a little bit closer to what they were offering or what they were offering me at USC. Then we find out that Oregon has offered Jade Barron upwards of $200,000 to come to their university. And there was serious interest in Jade Barron leaving. Now, he's ultimately decided to stay. And we could praise him for his loyalty. But once again, let's not be naive. University of Texas had to come off a little something to make sure Jade Barron stayed. And so we've talked about the lack of rules and regulations on NIL and, and the transfer rules, transfer portal, and and how that's turned out for college football. And so far, it hasn't been great. It's benefited the, the top 5%. But this is madness. And if at any time boosters and people associated with the university, because, of course, Lincoln Riley will never say that he reached out. If they can just go up to players and say, hey, we got X amount of money to transfer to this university and play. And you can transfer immediately and play immediately. College football is in shambles. And thankfully, the University of Texas has the money and the cachet to be able to keep players in-house like that. But Pitt doesn't. USC calling Pitt has no chance to keep Jordan Addison. And once again, Jordan Addison is a player who on record said he would never leave Pitt, wanted to finish his career there. 
So what does this mean for the smaller schools or the schools that don't have the cachet, even in the power five? What happens if the best player in the country next year, next year is at Vanderbilt? And then Alabama says, we'll give you $5 million to come here. Does he stay at Vanderbilt? What if USC says, come here? Why would he not go to USC? Why would he not go live in LA with everything paid for? And millions of dollars in his pocket. Guaranteed. So college football needs to be fixed. And I'm not saying it's broken or anything is wrong with it. Because it helped us get Quinn Ewers and some other players in the transfer portal. But the lack of rules and regulations on this has truly made this the wild, wild west. And if they don't step in and get a hold on this. The stories we've seen over the last few days are going to be minuscule to what we see over the next few years. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hook them. Peace.